0: The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and The Washington Post Brand Studio. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, January 23rd. In today's news, Jeff Sessions has been pressuring the FBI to fire its deputy director. New tariffs on solar panels and washing machines mean workers will lose jobs. And ICE detains a doctor with a green card. But first, the big idea. The government has reopened and the shutdown is over. It took Republicans two weeks to come around during the 2013 shutdown. Democrats could only hold out for two days. Red state Democrats, many of whom are up for re-election this November, got cold feet and quickly lost their will to fight, forcing Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer to relent and accept a deal that he had turned down on Sunday that keeps the government open until February 8th. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Republican from Kentucky, delivered a very carefully worded speech on the Senate floor, saying that as a result of the deal, it was, quote, his intention to address the issue of the Dreamers, whether in the next spending bill or potentially later on. McConnell didn't offer a specific promise to protect those undocumented immigrants who were brought here as children, and he suggested that he would offer nothing if the government shuts down again in two weeks. But he says he'll follow an even-handed process. Even if such a bill passes the Senate, though, it remains entirely unclear how it would fare in the House. Conservatives in the other chamber said they're still determined to block any permanent protection for the Dreamers. House Speaker Paul Ryan, the Republican from Wisconsin, is going to soon find himself in the hot seat, under pressure for moderate establishment Republicans to consider a bill, especially one that passes the Senate, that would protect Dreamers from deportation. But he promised when he got this job that he would never bring anything up for a vote on the floor if it didn't have the support of a majority of Republicans. That's going to be a heavy lift when you look at the kind of conservatives who are in the House. But even knowing all of that uncertainty, the deal was enough for 33 Senate Democrats, to join 48 Republicans to break the impasse and clear the way for federal agencies to reopen late Monday. One other wrinkle of the deal is that it reauthorizes the Children's Health Insurance Program for six years and rolls back several health care taxes. Polls consistently show that a large majority of Americans are sympathetic to the plight of the hundreds of thousands of dreamers. But moderate Democratic senators were sensing something else that shows up in the polls. Most voters simply didn't want to see the government shut down over immigration, Voters in Florida, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, states like that, were getting Republican robocalls saying that Democrats had, quote, prioritized illegal immigrants over American citizens. Dreamers, who can't vote because they're not U.S. citizens, feel betrayed. Some liberals are very angry. But Democrats believe Latinos will probably still turn out for them in the midterm elections because of how much they hate Donald Trump. And they promise that they're going to keep fighting on their behalf. One takeaway from the last few days, bigger picture, is that the so-called resistance will struggle when it tries to replicate the tactics of the Tea Party. The left simply can't beat Trump by copying the same playbook that the right used against Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. Many conservatives think the federal government isn't just a problem, but it's a leviathan or a dragon that needs to be slayed. But Democrats, by and large, believe that government is a force for good, And party leaders see it as their solemn duty to deliver services and keep the machinery functioning. That's one of many differences that made it from the get-go hard to win this shutdown fight for Chuck Schumer and his lieutenants. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, FBI Director Christopher Wray has been resisting pressure from the Trump administration to replace the Bureau's Deputy Director, Andrew McCabe. Attorney General Jeff Sessions has been pushing Ray, who was appointed to this job by Donald Trump last summer, to fire McCabe. McCabe has been a frequent target of Trump's criticism, largely because McCabe is a frequent target of criticism on Fox News. This conflict is a manifestation of the larger tension in the White House over high-level FBI officials who served during Jim Comey's tenure as director. White House counsel Don McGahn, who's been trying to mediate all of this, told Sessions to ease off the McCabe issue after Ray called him up and complained that the attorney general was pressuring him. Number two, Trump imposed new tariffs Monday on solar panels and washing machines. The tariffs reach as high as 50 percent and could signal the start of a broader administration offensive against U.S. trading partners. One solar energy trade association says the tariffs could cause over 20,000 people to lose their jobs. And Trump's decision on washing machines in particular will hurt in South Carolina, where Samsung recently opened a plant and says that it's going to be harder to keep it going. The tariffs on washing machines came in response to a petition by Whirlpool, which complained about unfair low-cost competition. Tellingly, only some GOP lawmakers put out statements objecting to the latest round of protectionism. Ben Sass, the Republican senator from Nebraska, was one of them. He said, quote, Here's something Republicans used to understand. Tariffs are attacks on families. Number three, Immigration and Customs Enforcement authorities detained a Polish doctor and green card holder last week in Michigan. The Michigan father and husband now faces the possibility of deportation. Even though he's not only a lawful permanent resident of the United States who's lived here for 40 years, he doesn't even speak Polish The man's detention stems from two misdemeanor convictions from back when he was a teenager. Under previous administrations, Republican and Democratic, immigration authorities have let low-level offenders off the hook, prioritizing the deportation of violent criminals. The Trump administration, however, has expanded the range of immigrants that count as high priority for deportation to include even those with no criminal record whatsoever. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, January 23rd. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.